Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through that illusion of separation. And today we're busting through that illusion as we play in a stream of consciousness. What? Yes, yes, yes. We are going to once again play in a conscious stream of consciousness or maybe I should say streams of consciousness about consciousness, we're going to have some fun in a flow state and explore the topics of flow, connection, higher consciousness, co-creation, and all things flowing and emerging in the moment of now. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential wholeness. Today, I'm bringing back my two favorite co-hosts in the whole wide world, Quincy Kroll, my daughter and partner in worldoflove.today. She's an actress in New York City. And Remy Smith, my amazing producer here at Empower Radio and talk show host himself. And I encourage you to go look at their full bios on our Empower Radio site. Welcome back, Quincy and Remy. Thank you. (laughs) What a lovely introduction. Thank you, Julie. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, that is so true. Like um, my all-time favorite co-host, you know, I don't usually have a co-host. So it's (laughs) it's true because by default. But if I did have co-hosts, I wouldn't want anyone else but you too. You're amazing. And I always enjoy our conversation. (laughs) As do I. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And I love to just have a conversation, like um, being in this flow state and seeing what wants to emerge and really playing in that field. So I just got back from a weekend, a week, actually, a, a long four days in a beautiful, amazing space in Colorado with incredible, amazing people. And it was called the Co-Creators Convergence. And I've been thinking about this whole topic because last time you know we talked about episode one of streams of consciousness we were just talking about that flow and we we picked a bunch of topics but i thought this topic would be really fun to dig into because okay number one streams of consciousness you know we talked about that like your your thoughts and your your conscious reactions to events and everything just perceived in this continuing flow continuous continuous flow so so that's like stream of consciousness then we move to flow state and flow states also known as like the zone you know we're we're talking about this this mental state where we're immersed fully immersed in an activity performing doing something and really feeling this energized focus this full involvement in the moment it's kind of like where we totally lose track of time and space and you know that flow state it's so it, I mean, there's tons of research. There's there's tons of wisdom about it. There's tons, and I know both of you two are masters at it. Remy, you do that on the radio show. You're just in this flow state, and you let it go. Quincy, you do that in acting, and it's often a part of the arts like that, and also sports. Okay. So here's where it gets really good, and I just wanted to just drop this in and see 
where we want to go with the flow state when we're talking about consciousness like this, because co-creation is this new buzzword out there in the world. And a lot of people think it means like, oh, cooperating or collaborating, like two people are working together. But really, it's kind of like a two or more people together in that flow state. So Barbara Marks Hubbard defines the co-creator as one who's experiencing the creative intention of the universe incarnating as their own intention and then joining others to do the same. So it's like co-creating with spirit, with others, and with nature. And then the co-creator's handbook with my friends, Carolyn Anderson and Catherine Roski, who have both been on the show, um, they say in the co-creator's handbook that co-creator is one who surrenders and aligns his will with the intention of creation, the universal mind, the designing intelligence or spirit, one who shows his gifts and actualizes his dreams in synergistic play with other co-creators to bring forth a new world. So I really, I love co-creation. I love co-creators. And I just got back with four days of being in this synergistic flow state with other people. And co-creation is kind of like the flow state on steroids because more than one person is in that flow state together, totally connected in with that impulse of creation and allowing things to flow collectively. So, ah, guys. <laughs> I, I love that, first of all. That's amazing. That's, uh, that's so good. And, and what I'm thinking about is <laughs> I wish all my uh, restaurant friends could could get on the same page <laughs> working in the restaurant industry. It would be nice to have uh, some co-creators and create some synergy. If we could all get on the same page, it'd be nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, both of you have experience there. So this is a really good example just to start because it's really practical in everyday life. Like I imagine you Remy as the bartender being behind there, being in a flow, like you just have your way and you go into the flow and boom, 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 boom. And you're in the flow. And Quincy, you've done that as a server too. And I know we all develop flow states in our vocation that help us. And yeah, what's it like when your your coworkers are not in the same flow as you? Or your customers or your or bosses your... or your owners? Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have, I don't know if I've shared this story um, I might have shared the story, but it's coming up again. So I'll just repeat it. If Sorry if I've repeated it. But um, there was a really, so I'm living in New York City and I was having a really hard time working in this um, West Village restaurant. It's like, you know, semi upscale. And so our clientele coming in are just very picky. They have a gluten, dairy, soy allergy. They need things like in a particular fashion and, you know, just very... Um, and I'm like a super chill, like, let's have a good time kind of personality. And so, you know, but you absolutely want to take great care of your guests. And so it's not getting caught up in those small things in order to serve and serve them. So anyway, I was really, really worn out from serving. Um, it was, it, it, I mean, it's exhausting work and it's, a thankless job sometimes and it's like not you know I'm also acting and I'm you know trying to get my acting career going and so there's a lot happening in this moment and I was just really not enthused about restaurant work and feeling really burnt out from it and 
I started realizing, because I started practicing Buddhism, I started realizing that, you know, I'm creating that reality of this stressed out, you know, nothing is happening right for me. And so I was creating that. So I'm thinking, okay, how can I play with this? If I'm creating it, what kind of a flow do I want to create in my life? And so on the way to work, I started just doing, I would close my eyes and try to open my heart and say, I would not try. I would open my heart and say, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great night at work. It's going to be awesome. And what I started realizing was the other servers in the restaurant were also not wanting to be there. Mm -hmm. The managers sometimes were not wanting to be there. You know, so I was around all of this attitude and like from the customers to the kitchen staff to the servers who didn't want to be there. They'd rather be somewhere else. And it's like, well, if you would rather be somewhere else, why aren't you there? Like we got to create value in this moment because we're here now. And so opening myself up to the reality I was creating, I saw the other people and what they were creating. And I, I felt a need. It was like, oh, wow. So now my goal at work is to create some laughter with my coworkers and have let them have a great night. And in turn, like I had a great night. And the what restaurant I was working at was also extremely busy and very stressful. And so there is this moment, there's two moments actually. One evening it was so stressful and before I was really letting it get to me and, you know, carelessly dropping things and missing things in an order. And I mean, it's just like so stressful. <laughs> so next night I was like, all right, you know what? Again, it was a very stressful flow in the restaurant. There was no flow at all. It was like eat everybody at once and everybody gets up at once. It was just like a terrible flow in the restaurant. But my internal flow was very, very different because I was like attuned to a higher frequency where I was like, okay, you know what? I got this. There is no stress within me. Like I am like sailing through and I had the best night at work ever because I felt like I conquered something. I conquered my negative thoughts of what restaurant work was. I conquered, you know, it was just like Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then the very next morning, of course, I worked at late night that night and had to wake up early and commute 45 minutes into the city. And, you know, I'm so tired. for. I got a work brunch. And again, it was like, nope, like, take those negative thoughts and, like, let them go and then really, you know, focus on the heart. And so I was like, okay, all right, let's fight this. Like, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> and, and sure enough, there was people waiting outside the restaurant to get in, you know, for brunch. And <laughs> we don't even, have our Not even minute. open yet. <laughs> yeah, not even open yet. And they're waiting and they're impatient. And we don't even, like, the the um, girl who prints the menus came in late that morning. And so we don't have menus printed. <laughs> and it's just, like, chaos. <laughs> it's chaos. And, but, again, it was another moment for me to say, you know what, this is not chaos. Like I am going to be the best darn server ever. And we're going to have a great day. We're going to change this karma of the restaurant, like being in the chaos. And so what happened is I, of course, and I always get, you know, I used to get so frustrated when the host would, you know, seat sections, you know, three or four tables at once and then not seat another section. 
But this morning, people were waiting out the doors. So, of course, I get four tables, you know, four tables are sat in my section. And I'm like, okay, you know what? At this moment, literally, there is nothing that I can do but to approach each table, just taking my time and really setting the stage for a good experience. And, you know, it's just like, it's embarrassing. We don't have menus printed and we're like a really nice restaurant. <laughs> so I go to the table and just like, it's no big thing. I said, Hey guys, good morning. How are you doing? You know, like striking conversation. Awesome. We don't have menus printed yet, but I can start you off with some coffee. We can do mimosas, like whatever you're feeling. And like totally made it no big thing that there was no menus and everyone was fine. Yeah. Like my section was great that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and you know, when you were talking, mom, what, what was coming to me, my feeling of a flow state, I was um, thinking about my life in this time where I don't have a job. I'm working very, very part time as um, a babysitter, but most of my days are filled where I don't keep track of time, but yet I'm really creating value within this time that, and I'm creating, I'm creating during this time and studying and doing a lot of really great work that's not focused on a job creating strict, like, um, there's no parameters for me in this, in this life that I'm living right now. And I think to be, I'm talking a lot, sorry, I'll stop after this, <laughs> but uh, I feel like the freedom within the flow is, it's, it's definitely not in the mind. It's definitely something where it's a connection in the heart. Um, it's a very free, free feeling. Um, and I, sometimes I don't know how to achieve that when we do have parameters around us. Like we do have expectations. Mm. We do have, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stop there and let, and let you guys speak to that. Oh, well, that's a really, really, really good example. I'm going to let Remy jump in here, but I want to reflect on what you're talking about. I, I will come back to it, Remy, if you want to jump in. Yeah, um, we've all been there. If you've worked in the service <laughs> industry, and it's funny that you bring that up. Um, I tell new hires all the time and and people who are, you know, obviously new to the industry. I said they can teach any idiot how to make the drinks how to wait tables you don't have to be a rocket scientist to learn a menu and to learn how to do the computer and simple math and things like that the actual physical aspects and the the, the tasks of your job are not that difficult mm -hmm. it's 90 percent attitude and and where do you get that attitude from and that's where you get it from is this flow if you can connect with that flow from from your heart because you have to be you have to really love it you have to love mm -hmm. making people happy when they come to a restaurant or a bar you have to enjoy conversation conversations with strangers you have to enjoy talking about what they want to talk about or just making them feel like guests in your home that's what makes a good server a good bartender i put out several dumpster fires on a sunday night we had a you know a very similar thing it was understaffed in the kitchen and the entire restaurant filled up at the same time we have a great big gorgeous patio that got filled and a party was going on and and so the kitchen just absolutely crashed they, they lost it they lost a bunch of tickets and food was taking over an hour and so i'm also the manager at this bar and a bartender so i'm trying to bartend and manage at the same time 
<laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I just, I, I went around to, to all the tables that were having complaints. I asked the girls to tell me who, who needed, you know, who needed a manager and, and I listened to their problems and I was, I was very empathetic to them, very sympathetic to them. And, and I just, I made sure that they knew I was listening to their, to their problem. And it was the same problem. You know, everybody, we ordered food an hour ago and it's not here yet. And so I just calmly explained to them, you know, that it, I'm so sorry and it's our fault. And we were unprepared for, you know, this big rush of people and, and the kitchen really dropped the ball. And, you know, I've got several new girls that are, they're trying their best and they're, and they're doing, you know, the best they can, but you know, things have slipped through the cracks today. And we sincerely apologize. Not one person left the restaurant angry. And you're mm, talking about people yeah. who were who were waiting for over an hour, hour and a half for their food. I had people, they said, if it's not here, we're getting up and leaving. And I said, you know what? I don't blame you. I, I 100% agree with you and understand and sympathize. I said, obviously, when it comes out, we're going to discount your bill. But the cooks assured me that it's going to be out in one minute. She goes, okay, if it's not, we're going to leave. They came out, the food was there. And I said, how was it? They said, it was really delicious. <laughs> like, see, <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's about how you connect with people and, and what you say to them. And really, when it comes to restaurants, people are hungry and they're waiting for their food and, and that gets them very angry and, and irritated. All they want is a little bit of venting time, you know, and yeah. for somebody to understand where they're coming from and sympathize with them and, and actually care. And, and then they're usually fine. And you got to feed them too. You have to eventually, <laughs> yeah. eventually put some food in their bellies. Otherwise it's going to well, get I love ugly. How, this is really, I love this. It's sweet. When you're talking about how you connect with people, it, it's mm-hmm. almost like what just awoken awakened inside of me was seeing the service industry as artists, you know, you are creators and artists of pleasurable experiences for others, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with food Mm. and beverage and environment. I like that title. (laughs) Isn't that nice? And so the the thing that was really cool with with your example, because I think almost everyone listening can can relate to this is really learning how to master that internal flow like Quincy you were talking about a lot of external issues with the flow of the environment with this urgency and distractions and chaos and Remy you brought that up too you know like the computer and losing orders and you know so there's all this external stuff but when we master that internal peace Remy, you mentioned connecting with your heart and yeah. tuning into others. Quincy, you mentioned connecting with your higher self and, and really setting that stage so that you're in the flow. You know, we're really learning how to master um, stabilizing this flow state now. Like people around the world are going, wow, this flow state's so awesome when I'm in it. How can I use it throughout my day? And this is a really good example of how to come into flow no matter where you're at or what you're doing. Oh yeah. You're in the middle of, of utter chaos and panic (laughs) and you know, (laughs) not not to mention the the three girls who had, you know, stomach aches or whatever and wanted to go home. I'm like, you're really, you know, you're trying to get cut right now. No, it's not happening. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, it's, you, you know, you're, you're, you can let your environment rule you or you can be the master of your environment. You, you get to choose how you're going to react to every situation and everything that comes up. And, you know, I've, I didn't, I wasn't always like this. It took years of struggling and 
quitting and getting fired from jobs and being miserable lots of the time because it's a tough job <laughs> to uh, yes. to get to the point where you're like, I got this, you know, I got that. The owners were yeah. there and, and they're like, oh, God, what do we do? I said, I got this. You guys work in the kitchen and try and get them up to speed on the tickets. And the girls, you tell the cooks exactly what you need. I'm going to go talk to the tables and everything will be fine. And, and it was, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's just food. <laughs> Yeah. Good on you. That was awesome. That was an awesome example. Were you going to say something, Quince? You know, it just came to me, actually, when you started talking. So, <laughs> um, I, oh, no. Oh, no, I lost it. Okay, keep going. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wait. you know. Table I'm six gonna... needs a water. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about external extractions, ex- uh. <laughs> distractions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You lost your flow state there, Q. Oh, man. Oh. oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, so I so if it comes back, jump in there, Quincy. But I'm just, okay. I'm really liking this idea of really exploring all vocation as an artistry. And, you know, when we get into artistry, because, you know, we talk about this flow state. We're not talking about co-creation yet, but we're talking about this flow state and it normally comes in athletics and in the arts. You know, you totally, you, you, you practice, 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 you know your trade, you know your skills, you know the rules of the games, you, you know what you do in your head and then you totally get out of your head and your body takes over and you just go into this amazing flow because of that connection that we're talking about with your heart with a higher self with the creative impulse of the universe divine wisdom and universal intelligence whatever we want to call that Mm. you connect in and you you're in this flow and i'm just imagining Mm -hmm. what how that would change the world if everybody saw their work within this flow state and get into the artistry and that um I don't know. There's just something about yeah. seeing servers as artists. Go ahead. The, uh, so it came to me um, when Remy said, you know, I got this, I got this, to tell the, the owners, like, you take care of the kitchen. I was imagining myself in those situations where it's definitely come to me. And I may not know what to do. And so I've experienced both. I've experienced, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to handle this table. They're going to be so upset. And so I would avoid the table. It's like, I don't know how to handle it. And then there's moments where it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to handle this. They are going to be so upset. And then I go approach them. And I may not know what to say, but it's within that connection of just, like, trusting. It's like, you know, saying a simple sorry or just just at least approaching it with the confidence that you do know the answer rather than freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, you know, trying to figure out the answer in your head. It's so much easier just dive in and trust, you know, it is like trusting with the flow, trusting your heart because in connection with others and in connection with, you know, whatever this creative source, this awesome connection is, it's like the answers flow through you. And some, sometimes some things come out so brilliantly. You're like, wow, that was so smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> did, I, did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love no, that. I, I, I I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean about that. And it's funny. Um, 
being a dad as well, it's funny when, when your kid falls and, and scrapes their knee, I found it, it works so much better to calm them down if you're calm yourself. And so that energy feeds off of itself. The people in the restaurant, yeah. that energy feeds off. If your server or the manager comes up to a table that's got a problem and has a very rigid, um, like, oh, this is, you know, you're going to complain about something, then they're not going to be receptive to you. But if you come from a point of, I, I understand why I already know why you're upset and go ahead and tell me why it is. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. And yes, and I'm so sorry. And, you know, you're empathizing with them. You're feeling what they're feeling. You, you're, they, they get it. They, there's so much more positive energy comes from that than if it's, it's a negative thing. You know, you see videos uh, on the internet, a lot of, of people getting in fights at fast food restaurants and stuff. And I'm like, God, you know, how did it escalate to that? These people, you know, they're, they're, they're so wrapped up in, in what's going on in their own heads and their own worlds. Neither one of them is trying to, to empathize with the other and see it from the other's point of view. And that's how it escalates to, to even, you know, chaos and violence. But if you mm -hmm. just, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a minute and imagine how you would feel sitting on their side of the table, it, it helps make it a lot easier. But again, like with the kid thing, you know, a, a kid falls down, screams, cries, bloody murdered, you know, they've scraped their knee or something. If you're nice and soothing and calm, it helps to calm them down a lot quicker. Of course, it's still going to hurt. They're going to cry a bit. But if you freak out and start losing it, then they, they end up wailing a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to speak as the customer. Okay. I, I, I tried to be a server 35 years ago and I was, oh, I was miserable. I'm not a multitasker. It was the most difficult thing for me. I hated it. But I want to say this as a customer for you, what you just said, Remy, is important. And what you're both talking about is, but I want to just add this, that it really is the authentic connection with your heart and authentic empathy for the customer and authentic yeah. um, flow that when someone comes up to me that's serving, I can feel the difference, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and yeah. that's really important because you can tell when there's this, you know, just this whatever, yeah. you know, it's just words. It's just, I've practiced this a hundred times and I went to school on how to, how to mediate. So I'm going to come to your table and say all the right things. You can totally tell. And I think it's like presence. Yeah. If you're someone is just present, genuinely feeling. sorry. I'm not just saying, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I feel for you. I know that I know that you're not having a good time and I do want to make it better. I honestly do. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I'm not faking it. I'm being real with you and people appreciate that and they can sense it. it and I think that the flow that you're talking about, like you said, you know, a lot of times with athletes, you know, they have the game of their life because they're in that flow where you can, you can, yep. you can transfer that to any job in the world, any job, a librarian can be in the flow someday, a salesperson, you know, just, I, I walked into that meeting and I knew he didn't want to buy and, and I said all the right things things and and guess what we we sold that million dollar property you know what i'm saying like yeah, you can yeah, do it yeah. on any any level it's about connecting with your heart it's about being genuine being real and and empathizing with what the other person is seeing in the relationship whatever it may be yeah and getting out of your head this is a good time for us to get out of our heads for a brief moment we need to take a break but when we come back so much more, we're going to have more fun with flow state, co-creation, and just see whatever else wants to emerge in our conversation today. I hope you'll join us in just a minute.
You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. You found Empower Radio. It's like sunshine for your soul. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a list of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie. I love to hear from you and I invite you. We're talking about co-creation. Come play with other global co-creations and myself at goodofthewhole.com goodofthewhole.com where we'll be teaching more about this flow state and really um, help embody this whole feeling that we're talking about today. You guys, Remy and Quincy are joining me here and we're having a 
a conversation about flow. We we started with streams of consciousness and moving toward co-creation, but this flow state, Remy and Quincy, I think is a really important um, topic. And and two things I just want to follow up from the first half of our show here is that number one, this flow state that we've talked about, a lot of people train and train and train get into this flow state and feel like they can never do it, but others just naturally emerge in a flow state when they're doing athletics and arts. And here we have this movement toward understanding how to really stabilize it. And I want us to imagine, you know, we're talking about how you've done that in different ways, but imagine what it would be like if we lived moment to moment in this constant connection with this higher guidance and this creative impulse that just flows through us. And I just wanted to say one more thing when we're talking about co-creation in the service industry. I was thinking about this when we went to break is, you know, understanding flow states, one thing, but even bringing in a whole team, if nobody, if not everyone practices going into that flow state, not everyone understands it. Just the simple practice of maybe everybody breathing together at the beginning of a shift and making connection can make a world of difference for that work team. I'd like to try it. I think you'd get several raised eyebrows, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because the, the people aren't exposed to something, they're, they're automatically they put up a safeguard. That's weird. That's kooky. What, yep. are, what are you trying it's to weird. do? Kind it's of thing. Woo-woo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> but no, you know, it's, and especially if you can lead by example, like, you know, wouldn't it be nice to, to, to be able to go up to, to all your tables and have that kind of supreme confidence and that flow and just know that you're going to knock it out of the park every time you get there like well, yeah awesome. yeah even and, you know, imagine there's different oh go ahead and no, i was just gonna say even imagine going up to a table mm-hmm. and just pausing and smiling and taking a breath so that they kind of take that breath and relax into that moment with you that could be powerful in and of itself with every customer across mm-hmm. from that bar or at the table go ahead q well i've been thinking like well, first of all, how do you know when you're in a flow state? You know, to really understand flow state, how do you really know? But also, I've been thinking there's, you know, there's the yoga movement, there's the meditation movement, and all of these practices. There's a lot of different practices to enter a place of connection and trust. And taking that into consideration, like that's all really awesome and good. And I wonder if it doesn't have to always look like a spiritual or a hokey thing, but I wonder what it would look like if it is just a form of connection, like say at the start of a shift, it's just, you know, getting in a circle and you don't even have to like mention that you're, you're connecting, but Mm -hmm. it's really just kind of like, even just like, Hey, all let's just take a breath together and like, let's have a good shift. And um, or check in like, hey, anybody got anything going on? Because a lot of times, you know, in a restaurant, there's there is stuff going on and, you know, in personal lives or, you know, whatever, where it's just like anyone need to say anything, any any anyone, you know, feeling under the weather or whatever. And then it's a chance for the team to say, okay, Susie's feeling under the weather. So just look out for her, you know, if she needs an extra hand or just that, that kind of like very simple form of connection that can help the team feel like, you know, they're heard, 
they're seen, they feel a part of something, they feel you know, supported. I think I, that, yeah. I think that's a, that's an excellent idea because the best restaurants that I've worked at have that team mentality. You know, everybody mm-hmm. did everybody's work. You all shared. Nobody's waiting for their own food. You take whatever food is in the window and you run it. And you know, and you treat your other tables just like you would. You treat everybody else's tables just like you would treat yours. And it doesn't matter if getting ice isn't your side work. It needs to be done and you've got a second. Go do it. You know, that kind of thing. And and it yeah. does. It was it was you had that feeling of family the best at, at restaurants that work like that. Um, takes some special mm-hmm. people to do it. I wish, you know, I wish we could uh, clone four or five of me and you, Quincy. It sounds like we'd have a good <laughs> restaurant team on our hands. And <laughs> yeah. Open up some place in a, in a posh spot in New York and charge a million dollars yes. a plate, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get the best service ever. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. I'll, I'll patronize you. You know, that's a really good, that's a really good example of how simple it can be. You know, think of really successful teams. What do they do? They come into a huddle, they make a connection. And they go out there and they they kick butt doing their thing and getting into the zone. So that's a great strategy that any work team can pick up. So, Quincy, you said you don't know exactly when you're in a flow state, like really identifying that. And, you know, and I'm talking from the psychological standpoint of that energized focus, that full embody and immersion immersion where you're like literally enjoying that process of that activity and you're in this this flow it's like Mm -hmm. nothing else exists you totally lose track of time and space and I would love to hear what flow state feels like for an actress on the stage because you do know flow state as an actor yeah um what does it feel like? Well, it's definitely being absorbed in the moment. So actually, a great example just popped in. So when I was um, performing in high school, there was this moment where I'm backstage and I'm in The Sound of Music. I'm playing Weasel and I had to go go in and sing my duet with, um, with Julie Andrew, Maria. And... So I'm, I'm on the side of the stage and all of a sudden I start worrying. Oh my gosh, I forgot the lyrics. I can't, I can't think about it in my head. Like, I, oh my gosh, where are they? Where, like, they're not in my head. Oh my gosh. And I'm freaking out and I'm backstage. And I was like, so I enter the stage and like, obviously had to let it go and, you know, be present to my scene. And I go throughout the scene and all of the lyrics were remembered and it wasn't, so it's like, there's a panic in my mind. But once I enter the stage and enter the scene and it is, I think it is being present because your body remembers and yeah, it's totally a flow because I could not have sang that song for you off stage. However, like put me on stage and I'm flowing in the moment and trusting that, you know, it'll come through. Yeah. You rehearsed it a hundred and 200, 300 times, whatever it would be, but it's not yeah. that you couldn't have sung it backstage. It's that you couldn't have sung it in that moment coming from your mind. You had to go yeah. back into your body, into your heart, make a connection, be fully present in the moment. And it all flowed right back through. That, yeah. Now that's exactly right. I used to do high school plays too. And I remember that same feelings. Like you're, you're standing <laughs> off stage, you know, you're, you know, your cue is coming up and you're about to go on. And you're like, Oh, 
wait, like I'm, I'm trying to think of it right now. I'm trying to go over it in my head. And it's like, don't go over it in your head, walk out on that stage and be, be the character and it'll mm-hmm. come to you. And it, and it does. And yeah. yeah, it's a, it's that flow. It's a, it's when you're talking about actors and, and just other jobs in general, it reminds me of that one scene in Anchorman when, uh, the, the Veronica lady finally gets her chance to, to do the news. And she's like, I nailed it. I nailed it. You know, she's so excited <laughs> and he's all mad because she stole his slot. And, you know, it's yeah. like, he's, he's not, uh, he's not in with her flow. She's so excited. She's on the top of the mountain and he's just worried about his own flow getting disrupted and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great example, you know, guys. You, you can't do it from your mind. Go ahead, Q. Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly. So <clears throat> there's another play that I'm thinking of um, when I was in college where it was the first play that you actually got to recognize and um, give focus to the audience, where you were actually playing with the audience. Now, it was black, so we couldn't see the audience. However, we were playing to them. So I was very aware of the audience, and I was very aware of me and the other players on stage. And that was a really powerful experience because that was like not pretending so... I used to think as an actor that you have to like really get in the zone of the character and you have to be totally focused on, I don't know, like my warm ups before shows, it was like, I felt like I had to do like ABC in order to get into that flow state. But what happened with this play was that my awareness grew like twofold. I mean, I felt so, and my character had to be, she was the lead and she had to be Miss, like, puppeteer of all, you know, her three, um, her three suitors. And that was so empowering and so, such a powerful experience for me to be fully, like, I felt fully grounded, fully present. I knew well aware that those people in the audience are watching me and I'm watching you too. But I also got, you know, these two men after me. Okay, they're over here and I'm like doing my thing. And it was such a fun, fun show. And so from an actor's perspective, I think the flow state is definitely presence and presence is very simple of just being in the moment and being fully, fully there, like embodying that full moment. Really surrendering to that creative impulse that wants to move. I mean, think about music, think about visual arts, you know, all the performing arts, but what what you just reminded me of, Quincy, ties back to the very top of the show when we were talking about all those external um, distractions and the urgency and the chaos. And, and that if you think about a flow state now, you know, artists, if, if I'm just up in my art studio painting, I can go into that flow state without those distractions. But we're talking about the flow state with performing artists where musicians go into the flow and there's a lot of chaos in the environment. Um, and they can still stay in that flow. Athletes, think about athletes. We were talking about distractions. Yeah. Can you imagine screaming fans and whistles stopping and other athletes and things? Once you go into the flow, it's almost like you're commanding all of these elements within your environment to just move with you magically in that zone. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's such a fun and amazing and spiritual feeling. And it's, yeah, it's, it's all about how do we get more of that? How do we connect with that as often as possible? 
If, is it possible yeah. to connect with that all the time? It seems mind boggling that it, you know, but it's got to be if it's if it's there. Sometimes it's got to be available all the time, right? All the time, yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? I want to ask you guys this because last week um, we were talking about all the things we don't learn in school and all the things we wished we did, mm. and we were making a really incredible list and I, I should have wrote them down right then so I could just really study them because it was a really amazing list but what if we taught this that it is accessible in every moment of this higher connection and the surrendering to that impulse of creation that's just moving through you and from your guys's perspective you know I work in this every day but what what do you think that we need to help others really understand this flow state and move toward co-creation in the workplace or in the school room or in our neighborhoods? What, what would we really need to assist others in understanding flow state, surrendering, and then really coming together in co-creation with others and learning how to do that? I think the very simple bare bones answer is to teach people how to open their hearts more. Mm -hmm. um, easier said than done. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, was, I was just having a discussion with somebody before this show about the duality of the planet and, and how there, there is good and evil. And some people put on those dark masks and, and, and wear ugliness and terror and, and hatred on their sleeve. But then, you know, the light, side the light warriors if you will are you know about expanding consciousness and and teaching people how to open up their their hearts and stuff but you know again you know meditation breathing yoga connections that are genuine and real all those things help open up your heart and i think i think that's the you know again the, the simple kind of bare bones answer i think opening your heart really isn't that difficult and I think we can teach that. And the, the good news about that, I'm so glad you said that, Remy, is because there are there are masters on our planet everywhere that are teaching this. But HeartMath Institute out of California has done amazing research that's so well done that helps people really understand the 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 power of our heart and that electromagnetic field that we create and what happens when we open our hearts with other people and how we connect how our, our hearts and brains go into sync and, and create this coherence between one another. So it's a really good example. I, and schools are picking that up, you know, veterans, hospitals, other big organizations are really going, what is this heart math thing? We can learn to we can learn to connect with our heart and open our heart. So that's a really great example. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love what HeartMath is doing because they're taking, you know, for all the logical people, it's like, okay, open your heart. Like, okay, hold the hands and think, you know, the people that are just kind of like uncomfortable with that. So they make fun of it. But it really is, you know, they're bringing science to the, the heart electromagnetic waves that, you know, the... Um, so they give this example of, um, they did a study where there was, um, a dog, a boy and a dog, and they put the two in separate rooms and they, um, and then the moment they opened the door so the two saw each other, there was like the skip in the heartbeat and their hearts started moving together 
which I was like, that is so uh-huh. cool. <laughs> mm. That's a yeah, great I story. Love- As you, yeah, and I you love- can just picture the little guy and his dog. How cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I read that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, I think in terms of what do we need, I think um, another really great thing is just awareness that there's a different option that a lot of people believe that you, we have to suffer through life or, you know, that there is no other way because, because of, well, you know, my job, there's no other way to, you know, get a raise because whatever, there's no other way to be happy because, you know, the city that I'm living in, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's the government excuses. There's, you know, there's so many different excuses are very valid you know there are a lot of people a lot of people suffering now so it's not to not be um taken with heart i guess but just just showing the potential of a different way of really leading with heart intelligence rather than worrying with the brain because the brain definitely can't figure it out mm. Well, I think, well, you mentioned earlier, Quincy, you mentioned um, going in that day going, it's really going to be a bad day. We don't even have menus. Oh, my gosh. And there's mm-hmm. the mind setting the tone for how it's going to be. So I love that idea of surrendering to that hard intelligence. Go ahead, Remy. Um, I was going to say, and to that, what what points me back is is it comes down to communication, too, because how, how do we communicate? these ideas that we want to share with everybody how what kind of you know we, we mentioned earlier like wow if i tried to get a powwow with everybody at my work and said let's all try and breathe together they'd look at me like i was wacko and and whatever mm-hmm. so communication is is a key element i think in mm-hmm. this how do you how do you how do you paint the picture for everybody how do you get everybody how do you communicate with them to get them to see yeah. this opening of heart as yeah. essential you know Ooh, we've, you know we've used it go ahead <laughs> Go ahead. Well, even I just told this. I just told the story of the boy and the dog. So, stories can do the same thing. Like Remy, you just said, "Oh my gosh, I can just imagine the boy and the dog." Mm-hmm. So, there is a way. So, say instead of taking a breath together, you tell a story, and you're all, you know, it's like you're laughing at the story, or you know, whatever it is. Like mm. there, there definitely is different access points. I don't know them all, but they are to be discovered. You know, I think that is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. Good. Even some storytelling would be, you know, because everybody's going to come in, breathe, and even laughing together is really good. It puts us in that same vibrational frequency. So that's awesome. Oh yeah, when Remy, you're at a comedy club and and you know you hear yeah. everybody hears a hilarious joke and the whole ad- audience cracks up together, you feel a weird <laughs> kind of connection with everybody else in there. Yeah. You know, we all yeah. think yeah. this yeah. is funny. Movie, you go to a movie <laughs> and you're all crying together, right, you're laughing right. together. You go to a sporting event and you're cheering together you know or you're getting dejected and sitting down and frustrated but yes there's something about that crowd intelligence and energy that that's really good so storytelling might be one of those entry points i think you're right quincy there's probably a myriad of those entry points of what we can do in the workplace or in the schoolroom. um yeah 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 so remy yes how did you learn to connect into your heart uh. I'm like, you know, Quincy grew up with me and, and I have my path, but I'm really curious. Very... How did you go, wow, just just check in with your heart, connect with your heart and and 
come from that place. I, th- I think I was, I was blessed with good parents that, you know, always showed me love and affection all through growing up. You know, I was, I was never wanting of the words, I love you from either of my parents. And so that, that's a good starting place. Um, and I've, you know, I was, again, I'm in the service industry, so meeting new people all the time. I was, you know, a high school actor, much like Quincy. So I was always on stage and showing off and, you know, making friends <laughs> was always easy for me. You know, I'd jump from groups of friends to groups of friends and and never had trouble um, making connections with, with people. And I, and I think it, it comes down to... Um, just being an authentic guy. I'm, I'm genuine. When I say things, I say what I mean and, and I don't hold back, you know, sometimes even when it's not good, <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> if you've made me very angry, you might hear about it. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, I, I try to, you know, and, and again, I've, I've been with empower radio for several years now and I've learned so much from all the different great hosts here that, that you know, it's, it's opened up my eyes to whole new worlds and ways of thinking and ways of connecting with people and, and ways of spreading love and goodness and positivity, you know? So mm, I love that. Let's give another shout out for, for Empower Radio and all the amazing yeah. hosts and incredible shows and our our brilliant leader, Brent Carey, who does an exceptional job. So, yeah. Amen to Empower. I can see that there are so many shows are so full of really good content. And, you know, it really does awaken your mind and your heart to whole new ways of looking at things. Absolutely. And to sit here and, and listen to all these different hosts and, and get all this wealth of information just uh, by running the board. It's uh, it's a fantastic experience and one I wouldn't trade for the world. <laughs> mm. Quincy, how did you learn to open your heart, connect with your heart? Um, I don't I'm not sure if it was a learned thing. Um, I remember, you know, ever I just always been so lovey. <laughs> Yes, Even you have. Yeah, I think girl. you were born that way. You were born that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I've always, mm. you know, I, yeah, I've always cared about people. I cared about how they feel, you know, I'm, and I'm always talking about um, my fiance is like, you're always feeling something. <laughs> you're always like, oh, you know what? This feels right. This doesn't feel right. This is like, I, well, I feel like this needs to, <laughs> um, yeah, I am definitely, um, easily accessible to the heart, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I think you were kind of born with an open heart. All it, the feels. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, guys, we have like two minutes and what a fun thing. And I just want to just mention, we, you know, we talked about that co-creation, but imagine a world where we're all in the flow state. We're connected with this divine intelligence, the creative impulses moving through. And then we go and sit consciously and intentionally with others in that space to see what wants to come through. That is co-creation. We don't have time to talk about it. Maybe we'll have to pick that up another time because it's an exciting new way of being in the world and being in relationship with others. Any last remarks, you guys? We got just a minute left. I'm excited about it. I want to learn about co-creating. I want to find more and more yeah. people that are, you know, in tune with uh, with their hearts the way that we are, that want to be real and genuine. And, you know, there can never be too much good in the world. There can, There's no such thing as too much love. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I, there's definitely people speaking for it. So, it's, yeah, 
Mm. I, I love I love the the potential of um, co-creating circles, absolutely, and the magic that happens within it. Yeah. I'll have to tell you, we, we had this event and we went from um, topic to topic, experience to experience to experience. And then finally, when we sat in a circle and looked at each other and just breathed into this co-creative space, it was magical and it just shifted everything. So kudos for co-creation. I can't wait to talk more. And maybe that can be a topic we pick up again together. You guys, thanks for joining me again. This was so much fun. Thanks for having yeah. us. Thank you. Oh, yeah. My favorite co-host. Okay. Until episode three. <laughs> until episode three. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And remember, together we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Bye.